2: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording We pay our respects to their elders past and present And the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today
3: Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, A definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays We put the G in
2: LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be
3: Head
4: over to Apple Podcasts to leave your rating and review and book tickets for our very first live show happening in February in Melbourne. You can also join our Facebook group by searching The Gays Are Revolting
1: or follow us on Twitter at Gays Revolting or Instagram at Gays
3: Hi. Hi! Hello! Welcome back,
1: guys. Okay. Oh hey. Two weeks in a row, I four of right? us. It's crazy. This nice. is crazy. <laughs> Uncommon. You
3: listeners are really getting your money's worth, guys. <laughs> Free podcast. We are joined by the man who couldn't find his way out of a wet paper bag, even if he tried. Kyle. No! Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Love you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know who that was going to. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been anyone. <laughs> we also have Luke, who has now set the Guinness World Record for the oldest twink alive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And Thomas, whose ass is so jealous with the amount of shit that comes out of his mouth. That's so true It's true, but it's
1: good to know how you feel about it. <laughs> Jesus. Hi. Hi.
4: I have a wet story for oh, you. oh fuck it's been a while actually I I'm well, surprised no, we made it this long because it's like that like, little ticker on like the roof like, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the wall is like clicked over how long there. have we yeah. gone without yeah. a wet on Wellington yeah, yeah. story for those of you who have heard <laughs> our previous episodes wet on Wellington is a wonderful
1: gay sauna in Melbourne where people go to fuck and sauna and we're also surprisingly not sponsored by them yeah, by the well, way we just well, love talking about it we <laughs> might be soon oh. <laughs> no so I hadn't gone for a while because yeah. we talked about it on this, ep- on this podcast so much that oh, people I went oh and God. people were like hey I like hey. the podcast <laughs> so, I haven't been for quite a while. So, I went out and I got drunk and I was at the peel, and I was like, I'm so drunk. I spilled yeah. wine all over myself. I made the bartender give me a spare shirt from his bag. Oh, so she, I, did you know the bartender? And, uh, vaguely. <laughs> um, and Kudos. so, I stumbled out of the peel. I, like, I said to my mother, I've got to go home. They're like, it's 10.30. I was like, "No, oh, I'm wasted. It was It was like two in the morning. Yeah. And I stumbled out of the peel, and I was like, oh, well, wait on Wellington's just a short walk down the road. <laughs> so I went down there and I got in the there. And so, there's that foyer area that you go in. Into the first yeah. door, you go into a foyer area before you pay money to go through to the paid mm-hmm. area. And there was like fifteen people crammed into that area. I was like, well, "What's going on?" It's yeah. like the peasants are revolting, and uh, <laughs> they were all like, "Oh, the ATM's broken." So I was like, "I'll look after this." <laughs> and I went up to the counter and I was like, "Sorry, um, I just wanted to pay for entry, but the ATM's broken. Can I pay on card?" He's like, "No, no, we only take cash at the door." I said, "That's all right. You must be new. Go to the bar. Down, oh. Go to the bar down the back <laughs> of the venue. There's a, an FPOS machine there. It's cordless. You can bring it back here. We'll <gasps> just pay with our." Cards Choices. and he goes, Oh no, it's just that we like that's for the uh, the bar, takes the money through that, but we can only take cash at yeah. the door. I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like the because AT- yeah, they've got so an AT laying down the law. You've got to go up the road. I said, I don't want to. Pull rank here or anything <laughs> I said I'm Do you know please keep in mind I'm wasted and I never have <laughs> yeah. tr- never tried to oh get anything I was like look a lot of the people here are probably here because i talked about it. <laughs> one guy goes yeah I'm here because of the gays revolting oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like okay well yeah I still can't let you in no, I who like, I am?" okay so I stepped out the front I looked down oh. the road to how far away the ATM down the road was I was like fuck this I'm not so I walked back in everyone's yeah. still standing in that foyer and I just ripped the out of order sign Stop. off the um, oh, yeah. uh, ATM and I put my car into it and I tried to get 20 bucks out it wouldn't work I tried to get 50 bucks out it did work. Oh. So I said, don't worry, everyone. It's fine. You just can't get 20s out, but you can get 50s yeah. out. And everyone, like, applauded.
4: <laughs> oh <my> God.
1: <laughs> and yes. so everyone, like, paid their entry and went in. And then everyone was buying me drinks. And right. I was like, oh, my God. So like,
4: Not <laughs> all heroes wear capes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some of them wear towels.
1: <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> but then later in the night, I'm walking around upstairs. And, like, people kept yeah. saying to me, I oh, loved the latest episode. And someone was like, I know you're uncut under that towel. Oh, like, my last God. Episode and stuff. Basically, right. what I'm saying is, I'm going to have to quit this podcast yeah. because I go to Wet on Wellington for anonymous sex in dark yeah. rooms so they can have guilt free fuckfests.
3: Yeah. And Dear now, you just have to start I wearing am. a mask or something. Yeah. Go in disguise. Well, I'm, I'm getting we?
1: really fit because I've never been that before, so no one will recognize yeah. me when I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Who else embarrassed themselves this week?
2: Yeah, me always. Yeah. <laughs> Every what day. What you do <laughs> This week was pretty low key. I home waxed my butthole. Oh my gosh! How because did that go?
1: I've seen a photo of your butthole. That's a no mean feat. Yeah. Because <laughs> hunting season so is the forbidden forest. <laughs> There's a wabbit.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So I just tried those weird strip things. But the last time I did it, I knew that you have to be in a certain spread eagle position, which requires like a second person to do. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> poor JB. <laughs> JB. It wasn't JB this time, but it was Shocker. still very uncomfortable. Who, who helped person you. I'm just gonna say a very helpful member of the community Someone, oh. some
1: poor guy <laughs> off, some poor guy off grinders come over yeah. and like okay I'm ready to fuck and you're just like well my kinkiest guys are waxing my ass <laughs> that's yeah good, that's poor the for uber eats either. delivery guy <laughs>
2: And I'm very happy to say that we are joined by Andrew Rogers, LGBT plus elder and self-described quiet activist. Andrew, thank you for coming
5: on the show. Thanks, guys, for having me. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. welcome.
1: (laughs) We're thrilled to have you here. Um, I want to start by asking you about the Coming Back Out Ball. And the ball was conceived as a gift to honor the LGBT plus elder community. Now, I was following it closely on social media, and it was a fantastic event. It looked beautiful. It looked like everybody had a fun time. Can you tell us what it was like being there? pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah, both times.
5: I've been to both balls now. The first one was last year. To see so many older people and I'm talking about a, people who are a generation older than me, yeah. you know, that the real trailblazers in yeah. our community be honored for what they've done by such a spectacular event and here's the thing, it was in the heart of Melbourne. Yes. Yeah. It was in the Melbourne Town Hall. We are talking the heart of civic Melbourne. Now you go back to when they were young people, And everything was in the dark, it was in the shadows, Mm -hmm. it was in out-of-the-way places. And we were standing on the corner of Swanson and Collins at Peacow. Yeah. At five thirty. Wow. At, at night. event
1: an event that has support by the Victorian N- government. government. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can Jeez. we can and it was lovely
5: at one stage, I think we ended the night doing nutbush. Of course. <laughs> Every <I> mean, <laughs> a and of watching <laughs> your generation <laughs> having to follow us in your yeah. steps yeah.
4: was really exciting. I suddenly thought, Oh oh my god, I'm a dance <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, uh, you recently celebrated forty years since you came out as a proud gay man. But for a lot of LGBT plus elders going back into the closet is a very real possibility. Why do you think that is? I think because we have yet to educate the mainstream mm.
5: on what differences there are for LGBTI elders who are seeking residential care, whether it be at home or living in really? you know, residential. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Back into the closet.
5: Back into the closet. I, I know of people, and there are, there's plenty of research on this. But I know of people who pack away the photo albums. Mm. They pack away the framed photographs off their shelves of the lives that they've had. They pack away the books and magazines before the home care person comes to do the cleaning or the washing or the ironing. Now, it's interesting because these are people who, if you like, are are people we would call generation silent. They were the Mm. people who lived through the criminalizing years where you had to stay in the closet. So they've not always come, even though they've now lived more out, there's never been that sort of exuberance about it. It's been very quiet. It's been mm-hmm. very private with a lot of fear mm. because they were criminal back when they were younger.
2: Do you think that behavior becomes sort of habitual in a way? If, yes. If they've yeah. experienced it for so long, that's like second nature. To, yeah. It's um, how they've
5: lived their lives. Mm. And the interesting change will come over the next decade when the first generation who started to come out mm-hmm. and who lived out lives and have always lived out lives begin to access the same sort yeah, of healthcare yeah. services and the aged care services. Because I
1: know that Dalesford has the aged care facility f- that is designed for LGBTI people, but it is quite expensive and not really a viable option yeah, for a lot of people. you know,
5: just, here we get into economic differences. Yes, Maybe exactly. And that. so
1: what, what we really need to be looking at is stuff that's available to everybody. Well, the, the approach
5: has been to educate the mainstream service providers that they have an obligation under the law mm. to not discriminate in the sorts of services they provide, and that also means not discriminating in the quality of care. Mm. And quality of care really means recognising the individual for the life that they've had. And people say, oh, we treat everybody the same. Yeah. But you can't treat us the same because we come from a different cultural background. Yeah. We don't have... I mean it may change, you mm. know, fifty years from now, you know, go to a gay dinner party and they'll be talking about Johnny's run to the school and yes, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. getting into which college yes, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Mm. But now we don't have that. We don't have kids. We the don't have grandkids. Of, yeah. I read a story the other day that was in some research where there was a trans woman who'd lived for thirty years as a woman and when they went into aged care their son said, You will live as a man oh or you will not oh see your grandchildren. Oh my, I my gosh. can't imagine. That's awful. Jeez.
1: And I guess part of the fear there, not that I sympathize with the grandson, but it's not just about educating the staff that work at these facilities, but part of the problem is also the other residents at oh, these yeah. facilities. It's oh. residents, it's biological educate, yeah. families. Yeah. We,
5: we hear lots of stories about couples who've been together a long, long time. And suddenly, members of the biological family will turn up when one of them needs care. Yeah. And they'll say, all right, you can do all what you've been doing over the years, but we want financial guardianship. Of course, yeah. Mm. So they're in there that's for special, the money. Yeah. And that's really scary. So what what we're needing is more people to be advocates. Yeah. Now, imagine being a single older LGBTI person. Mm. Who's going to step in and be their advocate? You know, if, if they get dementia, who's going to look out for them? You know, we have a responsibility in our community to start really looking after the people who blazed the trail Mm -hmm. Mm. that gave us the rights that we
1: take for granted. Mm. It's as simple as that. Do you think the answer is possibly creating ones that are specifically designed for the Uh, LGBT community? we don't have the resources. You don't reckon we have?
5: We don't have the resources. Let's think about geographic diversity. Mm -hmm. People who live in the country who are LGBTI, do they want to leave the networks that they've they've got got in the country towns to go to an exclusively LGBTI facility? But there are now government plans and action plans, and I believe that last week in Canberra they were signing off on the LGBTI Diversity for Aged Care Framework and Action Plan. I'm working at the moment casually in providing aged care training Mm -hmm. on LGBTI awareness, so we're doing it that way, via the mainstream. That's how we've always done it, Mm. with everything we've had to do. Mm -hmm. We've had to educate the wider community, so we keep on doing it.
2: Like I work in mental health, it's something I'm really interested in. And Andrew, you've been open about your experience with social isolation and some of the mental health challenges as well that you've had. I see depression on a daily basis, but it's always unique to each individual. Do you think there are some things that are unique to mental health challenges that the elder LGBTQ
5: plus community
2: experiences that maybe we're unaware of Or that we need to start talking about a bit more openly?
5: I think as a community, we need to start talking about mental health and suicide in our community right across the age range, irrespective. I do believe that there are issues that are more pertinent to older people because of the backgrounds and the lives that they've had to live. Because they've had those deep scars and those, those very deep wounds around sexuality that does impact on the mental health. But I've been an outman for 40 years and I've had a decade of mental health problems. Mm. That's not associated with my sexuality. So there is that distinction. What it means for us though, I think, in the longer term, if if we're talking about social isolation and so forth, is how do we as a community ensure that the elders in our community are engaged with community? Because the biggest thing for me in my recovery has been re-engaging with my tribe. Getting back involved with this community save me from suicide that simple and that blunt absolutely
2: and i think that's true for all members of the lgbt community a lot of people i've spoken to feel isolated or don't really know how to connect to other members in the community but once they do be it through online uh,
5: avenues
2: or going out or listening to this podcast it, it gives them a little bit more hope I think Thanks. any
5: way that you can connect with community is brilliant. I think the number one is always the direct, personal, real-world contact. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to find people. And have
1: conversations face-to-face, face, which conversations. is something that Luke I have discussed a lot, is that I have much more of a real-world connection with my gay scene, whereas yours is a lot more... Online. Online.
5: <laughs> cyber.
6: yeah, cyber I mean, uh, uh, dick. Dick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I prefer my dick real rather <laughs> than <It's laughs> cyber in that sense too. But if we can, you know, one of the things that happens in our community, and I've always seen it, is that we get a layer cake of generations. This generation doesn't mix with the one that's older, doesn't mm. mix with the one that's older, doesn't mix with the one that's older mm. as a generalisation what i'd love to see us do as a community and i think this is one of our next big challenges is to take a spoon to that layer cake a bloody great spoon to it and mix it up into a trifle where all ages mix across all age spectrums because you get the the wonderful wisdom of experience coupled with the youthful enthusiasm Mm -hmm. stuff and we really will form what has always been the mainstay for survival and that's family Mm -hmm. family that is multi-generational we always talk about family in Mm -hmm. our community but we've always tended to to talk about singular or maybe one or two generational Mm -hmm. thing. But what we really need to do is say... The elders are the great-grandparents. And then we've got my generation, the grandparents, and then there are the
1: parents, and then there are the new ones. There's so much we can learn from that. I have to say this is why I always bang on about DTs, (laughs) um, because I genuinely feel that it is a huge range of ages there, Mm -hmm. all mingling, all chatting.
5: I'd I'd say to younger people who listen to this, don't think that any older man who's talking to you is a dirty old codger trying to sleaze onto you. You, You might find in that, as I found when I first came out, the first group of people I met, were my age and up to seventy, and they'd been through World War Two. Some of those older wow. guys—they had all this amazing experience. They'd lived through the closeted fifties and sixties, and they said to me, "Where your family now?"
4: Mm. It's beautiful, mm.
5: you know. That was nineteen seventy-eight, and I've carried that all the way. It's given me goosebumps.
1: Yeah. yeah. you. Know. Yeah, that's really well, I mean, it's pretty amazing I can sit here talking to someone that was chatting at bars to guys that were closeted and gay in World War yeah. II. Do you know what I mean? So by having this, co- oh, know, these stories... stories. Oh,
6: they had deliciously delightful stories. I imagine they did. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What be- was <laughs> the milkshake
1: bar that was in the <laughs> 50s in Melbourne? It was like a milkshake bar that was a secret gay hangout. Oh, really? Was oh, called? there's Val,
5: Val's Cafe
1: opposite the it? Melbourne Town Hall. I don't know if that's yeah, the one you Yeah, I
5: think it might be, to. yeah. They, they was, did milkshakes and stuff. Yeah, which was known for being really really welcoming for creative and theatrical. Yes, various. creative and <laughs> theatrical. But <Yeah>. the interesting <laughs> thing about that is that there is now a centre at La Trobe University called Val's Aging oh, and Age Care, which works on LGBTI elder awareness. Yeah, great.
1: That is so cool. Oh, I like that that's been remembered in that way. Yeah. yeah,
5: there's beautiful. another one at La Trobe called Alice's Garage, named after a woman who ran a female only garage mm-hmm. wow. in North Melbourne, fixing motorbikes and cars in the 1920s. Of course, it was <laughs> in North Melbourne. <laughs> Amazing. It's really great. That younger people are looking at the history. But as an older person, I've been told I'm not officially an elder yet. I
1: have to wait <laughs> you're 65. You are in this room if that makes yeah. you feel any better. <laughs> well, I'm your elder this time, evening. Time normally takes up. Yes, it's yeah. yes, normally
5: <laughs> Is that the other side of that? Is that we don't want to be treated as historical artifacts? No. We don't want to be taken off the shelf, dusted off, had mm. a, have a little examination. Oh, yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. then put back on the shelf. We are still people living lives that mm. are active. We want to go on living lives that are yeah. active in the community. Mm. So we're not interesting objects of art, yeah. if that makes sense. We're still sense. part of our society. Yeah. We're still part of the community. Mm. And, you know, yeah.
0: we've been part of the community
5: for a long, <laughs> yeah. long time. You in know. The community. <laughs> you know, we were out there meeting people in bars before you were born. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of the fact. I mean, the, the photos that
1: I've seen look a lot more exciting than a lot of the places I've been to oh, since. Wow.
5: So. They were no more are no less exciting
1: than the places you go to now. Some of the drag shows, at least, definitely were more exciting than some of the ones I've seen these days. I'm not going to get that. (laughs) Friends who are still doing drag now, and that's really contentious. (laughs) Just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, about the importance of connection within the community and the period of time that you had with severe depression over that decade. How did you make those connections that sort of pulled you out of that dark cloud? I would put some work
5: into those connections...
1: In that period, actually, fighting it off, I'd
5: bought myself a camera and I was just interested in taking photographs. And a friend of mine was telling me about his involvement with the Melbourne Chargers Rugby Club, which is Melbourne's gay and inclusive rugby club, Mm -hmm. one of, I think, 80 or 90 around the world now. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, would you mind if I came and took some photographs? And he said, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Well, I went down and took some photographs. The next thing I know, I went back the next week to take their Rugby 101 introduction day and then Mm. I went to the first match and... By the end of the year, I won myself a, a trophy from a football club. Oh, you know, wow. In my childhood, that would have been impossible. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, but those guys were really good and really friendly and really welcoming. And and one of them rang me. I disappeared. I did it for a couple of years and then kind of disappeared into depression. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out my front door for three years. Well, it mm-hmm. was that kind of stuff. Michael rang me and he said, how are you? You know, We're, we're kind of missing you. Where have you been? And I said, do you want the headline? You know, I'll give you a tabloid headline of I'm okay, thanks very much. Or do you want the full story? He said, give me the full story. And I told him, and he asked a really valuable and important question. He said, what can we do? He didn't ask, are you okay, which is the Valentine's Day mm -hmm. of mental health question. Mm -hmm. You know, are you okay? Let's go have a cup of coffee none of that it was practical tangible hands-on what can we do and three or four weeks later 20 guys from the club turned up at my house to fix up my garden which i hadn't Whoa, done on for three years and they did six working bees over the course of seven or eight months so that i could sell the house and in that time i got reacquainted with them and the friendships that i had with mm-hmm. them deepened extraordinarily mm-hmm. My biological family is really tiny, and my brother came back into my life at that point. So, between the biological and the logical, there was this incredible.
1: (laughs) It's a great term for the two families.
5: Armistead Mopan, I think, in Tales of the City. Have you read them? If you haven't, there's a part of your history you've got to go and read Tales of the City. And Michael and Paul actually started sort of chatting about how do we support Mm. Andrew to make the right decisions for his older age? Because I was in my late 50s, but I'd had a preview with bad mental health i'd had a preview of what an isolated unwell old age would look like and Mm -hmm. i didn't want to live it Mm -hmm. they rescued me from that and when i sold the house up there they fed me and sheltered me down here for three months they have woven me a safety net Mm -hmm. by doing that they asked me out to things they invite me and it wasn't because i was old and sick and all of that Mm -hmm. it was just What I've come to see is that they've woven me into the fabric of their lives as a peer who happens to be. Which is true community, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm a peer who happens to be a little bit older. I'm also dad or granddad or uncle, or and there are questions, you know, that that I can answer. There are conversations where I throw something in that's a different perspective because I am a little bit older. For me, those community groups. Are the real mainstay of our community, and, and I'm speaking that specifically, being the charges. yeah, in charges in my case. Mm. But for the gay and lesbian community, they have always been really important ways of people connecting and forming social networks that become their social family. So many times at the charges, I saw young people come along, all nerves and shaking, and kind of, I don't know what I'm doing here, and why am I doing yep. this, and I'm still confronting my mm-hmm. sexuality or whatever. Before the year's out, before the season is out, they found a group of friends within the club that they then become friends with on an ongoing basis. Yeah, For sure. I never lived through criminalised homosexuality. Okay. Because I grew up in South Australia.
1: Yeah. Right, okay. Okay, and so, I... So, yeah, I guess... Victoria,
5: 1975, yeah. and I can... Yeah. Here's yeah. a little historical <laughs> <quote, laughs> anecdote. Yes. I, was si- I was 17... Was in my final year of high school. It was spring day. Dad dropped the morning newspaper on the table and there it was this big bold headline crimin homosexuality decriminalized in sa and i looked at that and i thought i am not going to bring criminal shame Mm -hmm. on my family the other thing i thought was i cannot move a muscle right at this moment (laughs) (laughs) because i cannot give away yeah i cannot (laughs) give give away the joy i feel at this headline I knew I was gay when my captain of my tennis team <laughs> went up to serve on a golden summer's afternoon. Yeah, golden I, summer's afternoon. I looked at this lean Australian muscled farmer <laughs> and I went, you are so handsome. Mm. So you have that distinct memory of... I have yeah. that memory and I have the memory of also thinking second thought. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell anybody I yeah. thought that. My first partner and I went to Queensland in 1987 or thereabouts and it was still a criminal offence up there and we booked a two-room unit mm-hmm. for our holiday and we ruffled the oh, bed so in the other you. room yeah, right,
4: 1987 okay.
1: yeah but tasmania Jesus, was sorry i'm from south africa originally <laughs> so i'm
5: like i didn't now you can imagine what happened in adelaide in the late 70s where it was not a criminal offense mm-hmm. when it was still a criminal offense everywhere else in the country mm. guess what happened to adelaide's gay population <laughs> from interstate <laughs> boom yeah so when i came out i came out into this thriving rich mm. diverse
1: yeah legal mm. community wow so um, uh, it sounds like you had quite an active life on the physical scene at the bars and that sort of thing. No, no,
5: I'm not a great bar goer. The first yeah. time I ever went to the Mars Bar in Adelaide, and I believe it's a just Shark. I was going to ask shark. if Mars Bar <laughs> it's just right. Mars yeah. Bar is a big thing in my life because I've met my first long term partner right. there. I think it was two in the morning, we were dancing at three, engaged at you four, meet the married at five and then <laughs> <we> consummated di- <laughs> at six. <laughs> we divorced ten years later. And the bars were just one thing. I I walked into the Mars bar the first time yeah. with a friend of mine. She took me, she said, You have to come and I froze mm-hmm. because of all my social inadequacy. I'd mm-hmm. never gone through dating rituals yeah. mm. because i was a gay boy trying to hide it in a country yeah. town so i never got practiced of that and i walked into the mars bar and there were all these people who seemed all these men who seemed to know what they were doing and god did they look gorgeous and <laughs> i didn't <laughs> and have that was the first gay venue that. you'd ever been to yeah and so um, what age I no, about was that. that was the second venue okay I, time i'd been i'd had the same reaction yeah to the first bar mm-hmm. I, i'd been taken to
4: and how old were you then
1: sorry
5: oh 19 okay yeah no, first, it, oh, I was sort of... A, yeah, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I, I yeah. think
1: a lot of people that haven't experienced or have no knowledge of people that have lived through social isolation assume that they're just quiet people that don't really have much of a yeah. life anyway. But from the sounds of things, you've had a very... Uh, prior to your social isolation, those 10 years... Well, the three years specifically where you didn't leave the front mm-hmm. door, it's not like you had a quiet little uh, shut-yourself-away life. You had a very social, active life. I've had a good it's life. is the things that can... I think a lot of people don't really understand that that can change later in life and that you need to make sure you've got those connections. I think you need to maintain and yeah. sustain and
5: keep on working yeah. with those relationships, no
1: matter what age. But I had my 60s things.
5: recently yeah. and I had a fabulous night with the guys who've been my safety net. I cooked them dinner at home, mm. which was a really different yeah. thing too because mostly we go out these days. Mm. Mm. You know, oh, for the days of people having a Sunday lunch party around good their own party, table. Yeah. yeah,
1: with the good china. <laughs> oh, well, I've still got the Wedgwood that i oh, collected. Oh, but, oh, you oh, know, that, that's,
5: that's about the only thing from the first yeah, relationship. We have the Willow pattern at mine. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about that is I think back to the first dinner parties and Sunday lunches I went to with those people who'd been through World War II and the Korean War and all of that. And what I learned about banter and conversation and how to fit into our community from being around those sorts of tables and the information I got and the kind of knowledge that I picked up by being in those tables. We have the four C's of my care, you know, that is Mm -hmm. looking after myself, that is contribution to the community in some way, shape or form, that is some form of creativity and some form of connection, social connection. So what I've been doing is asking people to come and have a meal with me at home Because I've been living on New Start, I cannot afford to go out as regularly Mm -hmm. as everybody else to the cafes and stuff. But I can afford to buy a chook and roast it with some veggies. Yeah. And people come over and they really seem to enjoy it. Kicking their shoes off We kick our shoes off. Put we eat your, the food. Your Barbara mm-hmm. albums? Is that what you're saying? Your, your, Liza uh, your
1: Liza and Barbara. <laughs> Sorry, we'll no, actually, I put my Liza. we are Liza and Barbara. Sorry. No, actually. I'm not making assumptions for the listeners. We <laughs> talked about it before the podcast. Oh, look,
5: if you want to make assumptions, you know, I'm an old-fashioned theatre and opera queen <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who does, does love <laughs> children, has, and I've been kissed on the cheek by Liza Minnelli. Oh uh, at the same party... I'm going to have to kiss the same cheek just so you know. Yeah, well, at the same party, I bought a cigarette from James Taylor. But <laughs> oh, my that, you know. oh,
4: my God. Oh, my God. Now, hang on. I'm going to
5: kick you up uh, wall, no, do, do we need to kind of wipe you down or <laughs> something? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, we
1: do. I, I, look, I don't think the mainstream gives any of the LGBTI community enough credit for the shit they've gone through. Except... Or they wouldn't have put us yeah. through the post Except
5: but. the apology that Dan Andrews did in Parliament. I think we I need to stand up and cheer I genuinely that.
1: believe, and we talked about this a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago, that a lot of the stuff the Victorian state government is... Leaps and bounds beyond any government Australia has had as far as repairing. Oh, damage. I'm going to
5: stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. How dare
1: you say that to somebody who grew
5: up with Don Dunstan as the Premier? Okay. See, I grew up in the Dunstan era. Yeah. And I measure everybody's progressiveness against what Don Dunstan did. Right. And because Whitlam was around for a few years with mm. that as well. My view is Dan Andrews, and here we go, we're going to upset some of your people. <laughs> more fine. no, that's fine. I think Dan Andrews is the Don Dunstan of the 21st century. He's a man with progressive principles who sticks Mm -hmm. to it, who says this is what we are going to do because this is a good thing Mm -hmm. for our community and doesn't hedge. And I only wish that Bill Shorten would bloody well do the same thing. Thank you very much, Mm -hmm. Bill, who's my local member, actually. I think they could if they stop being a small target and be a big target because now we are getting to a time when those people who really did break down those first barriers that won the basic rights that most of us have built lives on are now older we've not had that before i was saying to dan outside that we are now living in a time where for the first time ever somebody from 16 to somebody at 100 can have lived an out and proud life that is the first time ever in history that's a whole different way of looking at who we are as community.
1: Now I have used the word queer several times in this podcast and I've seen you, <laughs> I've seen your left eye twitch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little Actually Can it's I the right you? eyebrow <laughs> The right eyebrow goes up and okay. the left eye the left eye twitches. What's your relationship with the word queer? Long, deep
5: and woundful in various yeah, ways. I get why people now are using it. I mm. get the re-ownership of it and we are going to mm-hmm. own this and use it to empower us. I would ask very clearly for a real sensitivity around Context and intention mm-hmm. when you use the word queer. You're sitting here with somebody who is older, yeah. yes. Who went through a time when a serious newspaper headline could say something like "the queers are revolting," yeah, yeah, and mean it. Mm. Now you guys use that as the title of your show. We use the game.
0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Gays are
1: no, revolting. Yeah,
5: the yeah, gays yeah. are revolting in a kind of ironic way. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it also implies that we are revolting against. Yeah, yes. Can, you know, destroy the joint. Yeah.
1: And Luke is also just yeah. revolting. He's pretty revolting.
5: <laughs> but yeah. And there we have the classic example of gay male bitchiness. Doing, <laughs> you know, one of the things that what has been a thread of continuity <laughs> in our lives is that kind of thing. I know I was on a panel at a conference recently. We were talking about LGBTI ageing and there was a very wonderful self-described old dyke on the panel and she was feisty and fabulous and she said, I hate the word queer because it was so offensive. So all we ask is that when you use it, you use it with sensitivity about who are you using it with. The other thing I'd say about it is that not everybody in LGBTI Identifies as queer. Mm, yeah. Mm. Talk to a lot of intersex people, for example, and you may find a completely different reaction to the use of the word queer. Mm. Talk to older gay men. There are older gay men out there who don't even identify as gay. They call themselves homosexual. Mm. That gay, gay is, is too. Oh, they don't use gay. still, yeah, yeah. Is still a word that's a bit too yeah uncomfortable yeah. Mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I can remember a newspaper headlines. They would honestly and directly say, these people are perverts. 57 mm. perverts arrested Jeez. in. We were, when I first came out, mm-hmm. we were still considered by 99% of the population to be sexual perverts. Yeah, yeah, basically was, considered
1: the same as pedophilia. Yeah, always and, 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 the comparison uh, yeah, with pedophilia. pedophilia and 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 all those old
4: videos.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing underneath that was there was no concept of a same-sex relationship. Mm. So in 40 years, we've gone from sexual pervert, no concept of a relationship, to Legal some degree... Equality. Yeah. yeah legalizing same-sex marriage, yeah. and that's all I will call it. I yeah. won't mm-hmm. call it equality because it's not. Yeah.
2: So, Andrew, community and connecting is something that's hugely important to what's going on in the LGBT world at the moment. How can younger members of the community... Hey, you were just so bloody
5: ageist
6: right there.
2: <laughs> <Ages>. <laughs> I'm Asian. I'm secretly 72. Oh, my God. <laughs> How can younger members of the community who are interested in helping out... Or connecting with LGBT plus elders, how can they reach out? What can the younger members of the community do, in your opinion?
5: In my opinion, there are a number of things, both formal and informal, Mm -hmm. you can do. The formal one would be get in touch with VAC or get in touch with Switchboard, both of which run outreach program to visit older people, either in resi care or living okay. at home who are on home home care packages. Mm, yeah. VAC being the Victorian AIDS council. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Thorn Harbour Health, formerly now, yeah. known yeah. as yeah. Victorian right, sorry, AIDS I didn't know Council. Them. Well, that shows the kind <laughs> of generation of people yeah. right there. <laughs> not, you know, I don't know what VAC is. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Wow. So that's the formal stuff. Hmm. The other would be the informal If you're a member of things like a community group or a sporting group and there are older members in that club, what are you doing to connect with them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or are you just looking at them from a distance? Mm -hmm. Go and chat to them. If you're out in a pub or whatever, I mean, I don't know where people go these days. (laughs) There's so few, it seems. They go to
1: the Gays Revolting Live at Midsummer Festival. (laughs) Get (laughs) your (laughs) tickets. Well, I tell you,
5: since we're doing a plug for Midsummer Festival and I might be preempting something here, but at this year's Midsummer Carnival, Alice's Garage ran a tea tent for elders. Oh, fantastic. At oh, the
1: Carnival Day at, in that On the Carnival with, Day. Yep, fantastic.
5: So if they do that again, and I'm hope, kind of hoping that they will come, drop by and say hello to the elders yeah. who are there, because it's a bit like the CWA show tent. At oh, the, heaven. At
6: the,
1: <laughs> oh, my God, that's my favourite. That's the only reason to go. Oh, really? <laughs> the scones is, are the most amazing oh, scones. That is scones. why <laughs> people go to the
5: Royal Melbourne Show. <laughs> sure. Go and say hello. Yeah. Uh, third... Sundays of the month in Fitzroy at the Spiegel tent from February next year. The Elders Dance Club is starting up its 2019 program, which leads to the ball at the end of the year. It's not only for old people, it's (laughs) not only for elders. Mm -hmm. Come along and have a dance with an older man who might teach you how to quickstep or foxtrot or waltz around the ballroom floor. Yeah. You know, come along and do it. Those sorts of things. Look out for the people. Start a conversation with somebody who's 30. 40 years older than you are and listen to them. Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I would say. And I guess for the online people that are maybe not out in the world yet or aren't ready to connect in person and that sort of stuff, there's also the podcast that we were talking about off off air earlier, which is the Rainbow, I can't remember the name of it again. The Rainbow Reviews. Rainbow Reviews. So that's in conjunction with Arts Centre Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes, that's right. Rainbow Reviews is a fabulous thing. The
5: Arts Centre in conjunction with all the Queensmen who run the Coming Back Out Bowl. They put together this wonderful little project where the art center provides freebie tickets to older lgbti people who can't afford to go to the theater and they get them back they then sit them down in a room afterwards and they have a conversation about what they've wow. seen now you've got people in there who've been going to the theater yeah 40 50 years and seems and yeah. we're involved as well yeah it really highlights something that younger people can forget about older people and that is we still have intelligence and we still have opinions Mm -hmm. and we still want to share we still have ideas we still have imagination don't wrap us up in pastels and put us on the bowling green (laughs) you've got no contribution to make yeah i can't wait to hear what they have to say about tina arena and (laughs) the I think (laughs) Tina Arena in Evita is... I saw the original production of Evita at the Adelaide Festival Theatre in about 1980-something or other, so she'll be better than the woman they had played I'm
4: sure she will (laughs) Apparently she's incredible. Yeah, it's had excellent reviews, so... Well, thank you so much again, um, Andrew, for joining us today. You don't have to be today. that enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Try it again. Tone it down. Just a <laughs> thank you, Andrew, for coming in today. <laughs> that is my pleasure. <laughs> and talking with us. It's been a pleasure. We definitely have to have you back again Your wealth of knowledge.
5: I am more than happy to come back because there's all sorts of things we can talk about. Like I just said, I've got opinions. Like us oldies, we all have opinions on all sorts of things,
1: yeah. mm. not just ageing. Yeah. and Well, that's why you and I are going to do an entire podcast, just the two of us talking about Lions of Oh, well, yes, you know, <laughs> and this tune and, and that cheek, and how yeah. how I've never washed it for 30 <laughs> And debate why Bette Midler is better than Barbara Streisand. I can't wait. <laughs>
3: So I've kind of touched on this briefly in, like, previous episodes, like, talking about, I've only recently made, like, some closer gay friends and stuff, and, like, it sort of got me thinking about making friends, like, when you were much younger in Mm -hmm. school and stuff, and then making friends as an adult. It's a weird thing because, like, it you're sort is. of not forced yeah. to be around that person yeah. all the time. It's hard. Like, mm-hmm. when you're in a classroom and it's just like, oh, no, you're stuck with these people for the next however yeah. long. Friends, like, proximity. i got to make some yeah. real friends here. Whereas, like, when you're an adult, it's just like, I have my work friends. Yeah. And yeah. Hmm. then, like, I have the people that I know outside of work. It's because I've definitely felt like I've struggled just making friends in general. Like, yeah. finding people that I have stuff in common with and that we actually have time to hang out. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> I applied for the show to make friends. That's oh, how bad that worked. That's how bad <laughs> how that turned out. I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I've been friends with JB since high school. Yeah. yeah. So we're like going on 15 mm. years. Wow. We are the
1: only friends
2: you we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Is each other. I think meeting people through work is actually exactly the same as school. We're just, as adults, less open. We've put up these guards Mm -hmm. now where we don't. Like, I have my work friends. I have a couple that have turned into genuine, very close friends. A lot of people that I work with that if they had their last shift tomorrow, I probably I would be polite if I saw them, but I probably wouldn't make the time to hang out. Whereas I think when you're a kid, you're more open to everything. Um, But as adults, we put these guards up, which then also stops us outside of the workplace um, mm-hmm. making yeah. friends as well, which is why I'm such a big fan of pubs and, and trivia nights and bingo nights and the, and the yeah. gay se- drag shows and yeah. making gay friends because I think it's mm-hmm. really important to have friends that understand what you've been through. It's so good having straight friends. JB is obviously an incredible friend for you. My very dear friend, yeah. Bridie, who I don't talk about enough and I really should. Do you know my best no. friend is a Paralympian heterosexual what? woman?
4: Really? <laughs> it's like the
1: opposite of me, yeah. Oh <laughs> really? But even even our very best heterosexual friends will
4: never fully understand some of the stuff we've been through. So but, like, when you're out, how do you actually make friends with these people? Because it's like everyone's partying. And, fuck them. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> okay, so you fuck <laughs> them friends no, 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 later. No, no,
1: yeah. no. Uh, look, yeah. I will be honest. A lot of friends that I have made have been yeah. people that I've gotten drunk, hooked up with, mm-hmm, and yeah. then... But I've probably hooked up with them because I enjoyed the conversation yeah. with them in the first There's place. There's got to be some sort of But there is also a lot of friends I've made in these places that aren't people that I've hooked up with yes I think it's really funny obviously I host a trivia night I talk about it all mm-hmm. the time yeah. I also host a bingo night and stuff um, and I think I do that because mm-hmm. the straight scene of our generation yeah old, maybe the older straight scene but the younger straight people don't really go to things like that no mm-hmm. I think the gay scene still has them because it's a great way of chatting and meeting yeah. other people that you've been to my bingo and trivia. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's really so social. Host, it's really engaging. The host will pull people up and sort of have a little joke with them, make fun of them a little bit, give them a prize yeah. or whatever so that then when they go out to the smoking area or in the breaks or yeah. whatever, you can say to the person, oh, hey, well done on exactly, stage before she yeah. was a real bitch to I you. I do or,
4: enjoy that aspect of it because with the normal clubbing, everyone's just fucked up dancing. It's not a you know, social it, no, aspect. No, you, as you go, go as out people are just looking for like to fuck and like to go out and like meet my... Market, as much like,
1: as I love poof tools and the peel yeah. and that sort of shit, it is a lot harder to make it's friends a, when it's just thumping music exactly. and shots. Yeah.
2: I find it interesting as someone that has suffered suffled. It's like a
4: Pokemon.
2: As someone that suffered with social anxiety, yeah. approaching people yeah. in a bar environment is not something that I've ever been comfortable with.
1: Ever and still and
2: not. It, it's not something I would seek out. So I do think there are Alternate ways Mm -hmm. that young LGBT people can connect Mm. and make friends. Do you know what I always recommend? (laughs) Is after your psych session, just hang around. Reception. <laughs> so just
4: hang around. For yeah. ages. Oh,
2: nice. Because then you're meeting other people that likely also suffer from mental health yeah. issues. And so you know, <laughs> ground. Yeah. Right. And you <laughs> hope you're the one that's better
1: off. and you can Yeah, yeah it's just to yeah. make you feel better about yourself. Mental really. health is a
2: competition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm losing. <laughs> um, but I always think the thing is yeah. common ground. Yeah. That's what mm. brings yeah. people together. And the important thing, I think, as an LGBT person, is that sometimes... Your sexuality is not the common ground that you go for. You can meet queer people and you can meet LGBT people at like non-gay absolutely, Absolutely.
1: I just think it's very important to bring it into the real world. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is if you
2: look at the things that you were interested in and engage in Mm -hmm. them in the communities around them, Mm -hmm. most likely you are going to encounter other members Mm. of the LGBT community. Thornbury has like social choirs. Mm. That's cool. Social Um, choirs. Yeah, and they're not like it's like
4: Glee. I'm picturing Glee.
2: Yeah, it's like gold coin <laughs> donation. One of my friends runs one above a retail store, and it's yeah. literally like ten people that just meet up, have some snacks, and they pick a song in a Facebook group yeah. every that week, and they just learn how to sing it. And it's not exclusively LGBT, but there's a strong yeah. queer mm. component to it. I
1: mean, I feel like more and people have anxiety about joining a choir than going to a trivia yeah. night. Yeah. But yeah oh I my god, saying, it, singing in there's. front of
4: people. <laughs>
2: It's but amazing though, like if you look into those things in pottery, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, life drawing, there are a lot of things that don't involve potentially a bar mm. yeah. or a Absolutely. nightclub or a psychology practice. <laughs> uh, you can meet other members of the LGBT community and make friends with them. I am not good at making friends. No, what, neither <laughs> <am> I. <laughs>
1: I can see why. Uh, <laughs> Mikey, you work, a large yeah. part of your job is... Conversation as yeah. a hairdresser. Do you make friends through that or is that more just sort of business conversation?
3: Like 99% of the time it is business conversation. Yeah, yeah. I have very fortunately made a couple of really close friends now through having them as clients at queer work. Friends. Queer friends. Yeah. And they specifically were only seeing the men in the salon because they only felt comfortable seeing other queer men in the mm-hmm. salon. We've all started to become friends with the other Quick clients, which Mm -hmm. has been really amazing. And like, especially in the beginning, it was sort of just like, this is awkward. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Do you like drag race? Sure. What what (laughs) gay things do you Uh, like? (laughs) Drag race, race. standard go to. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, I have made some really great friends through my work, which has been great. I've definitely struggled a lot more in the bar scene because I have also suffered with like quite severe social Mm -hmm. anxiety in the past. Mm Even when I'm in drag still, yeah. like it's still in the back of my mind and like I find it easier when people come up to me yeah. rather than me approaching other people. I guess what I'm tra- sorry, just yeah. so
1: to make it clear what I was trying to say about the gay nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it those nights that have a framework around them? Mm. If, if we yeah. were able to just talk, yeah. we'd do, totally. do it at- train stations or we do it (laughs) in or whatever (laughs) but those nights that have a framework the whole group is sort of there as a group working through I just feel like it makes it a lot easier to and Mm. I'm genuinely if I'm not on stage I'm really shit or not in front of a microphone really shit at talking to people I don't know but when I've been overseas by myself and I will find a gay bar in San Fran or London or New York or whatever that has nights like that on because the gays are really good at having this camaraderie at Mm -hmm. those nights where it's sort of like oh come join our team or yeah or fuck she's,
3: she's Giving us hard questions now yeah, or yeah. when the fuck is my number coming up or whatever the so stuff um, that I look for in a friendship with new people <laughs> generally
1: <Ooh. laughs> are you doing another podcast
3: no. oh
4: my god are you
3: cheating on us <laughs> Oh,
4: just
1: doing all the other going podcasts to share and, and leaving.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, did you say retreat? retreat. Yeah, I did. Sorry, share and retreat. <laughs> like, God. generally, I like people who uh unapologetically themselves yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. Not someone who's abrasive or anything, but mm-hmm. someone who's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, what's up? Or like, just someone that I have common ground with, mm. I guess. Yeah yeah
1: mine's sense of humour yeah. yeah I love yeah. someone who can make me laugh yeah. for sure and it, and it has to be that sense of humour that sort of gets to the boundary but not yeah. like yeah. mean mm-hmm. but black <laughs> Does <that make> sense <laughs> yeah like dark like why dark. gotta be black dark <laughs> do you're crossing the line yeah <laughs> <laughs> dark humor that's yeah. not mean yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely which is why i think like within 40 seconds of making me look, i was like oh yeah i love this guy <laughs> you're a horrible hey. person i love you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
4: absolutely <laughs> um i've always found myself gravitating towards females and like girlfriends because mm. i guess i've always so had- what about in a gay friend what do you find well i've always had my brother as my like gay oh, best yeah, friend course. so i've yeah. always had that i've never maybe that's always so in the reason I've never really <laughs> okay calm down <laughs> um, I've never really felt the need to like have many gay friends it's only yeah. really this year that I've kind of started making more friends with mm. other guys and everything but yeah just be genuine like don't be one of those fake gays that's just like focused on climbing the social ladder mm, like just be real nah. yeah. like it's just I can't I don't have there's time for that there's a ladder that. I feel oh, <laughs> It's just, it just. I think it's yeah, just it's one so of the lesbians <laughs> bought it from Bunnings so <laughs> noticeable <laughs> when people are just very focused yeah. on yeah. being seen yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Just All be I'm real and be funny and be a nice person. Yeah. All
2: I'm looking for is food, <laughs> shelter, and a Netflix password. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. nice. That's sort of my friend requirement. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of sure. magical powers helps as well. Yes. Time yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waxing. Yeah. Butt waxing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if
1: they can provide strips. Skills. skills. I look for yeah
2: skills and friends. What kind of skill?
1: That's why. <laughs> <laughs> like zombie apocalypse?
2: Oh. I always, you know, I'm not even joking. I'm not joking, bitch. <laughs> I am not joking, but I often run through to get to sleep, mm. uh, like an apocalypse yeah. scenario. Oh, like really? How, yeah. yeah, and then I pick out of my friends. Oh, wow. Who I made w- the cut? This is like yeah. my space top friends. <laughs> who I would contact yeah. to be like that person. Yeah. Like yeah. I need to go get JB. Mm. Yeah, And then like I would go get Mikey because I want to look good and I want yeah. haircuts. I can build, build like, things too. Yeah, and I oh. run through a, whole scenario like who would skate away really from the zombies yeah. cutthroat or who would turn what am I on gonna you and stuff you? like that yeah <laughs> you you're, like the, you're, you're a, the a great meat shield <laughs> Tom's a wild card like, I know how to drive a boat I boat, feel like but not good. a car. <laughs> I feel in a zombie apocalypse, Tom might actually get Stockholm syndrome and side with <laughs> the undead. I start advocating for the <laughs> <zombie>. <laughs> yes. It is a big part of gay culture is preparing for the apocalypse. Yeah, yes. yes. I don't know why we haven't talked about it.
1: <laughs> All right, gotcha. we're changing the rest of this topic. Who's <laughs> <Yeah. thing. Yeah. laughs> your dreams? What would you apocalypse? grab first? <laughs> yeah. Well, the ammo. The yeah, and race straight for when on Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> Here you come again. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I'm just singing for you because Beautiful. I watched my favorite film of the last decade recently. Yeah. What it is going straight to my Muriel's Wedding and Priscilla. Oh, so wow, make me feel a little bit sad but happy at yeah. the same time. It's cool. That's feel very good. Cool. You don't have to be a certain person to yeah. survive. Mm-hmm. Kind of movie, and it is the new Netflix movie Dumplin', yeah. oh, yes. based on the youth teen novel, starring Jennifer Aniston and Danielle McDonald who is an Australian just a little recap is that the main cheek. that's yeah she's Aussie? dumpling yeah Yeah. she's Aussie so I know I told you all you had to watch it before you got here (laughs) I'm excited to hear your opinions Uh, just a little recap for our listeners and I'll try not to give away any spoilers but basically this is all in in the preview but it's basically about a girl in Texas it's set in the modern day final year of high school and she's a plump and not conventionally beautiful girl. Think Muriel in Muriel's Wedding. I'll a watch bit it younger. one day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck Kyle. I'm sorry. Every That's- time. She's a bit dumpy, but has a very great outlook on life. Now, she was raised by her auntie, who was camp and fabulous and wonderful. who taught her the magic of Dolly Parton. So, she loves Dolly Parton. Now, the movie starts six months after her auntie has died. Mm -hmm. She had lived with her mother and auntie. Her mother, played by Jennifer Aniston, who is an ex-beauty pageant winner, who runs a beauty pageant and is still obsessed with that period of her life and really has never connected with her daughter. She also has this crush who's a hot guy. She has this best friend who is more conventionally looking but totally accepts her for who yeah. she is but is bullied by everyone else in her life mm. decides to join a beauty pageant to sort of
4: rebel I, against her mum she mom? says
1: it's to rebel against her mum but I think what we're reading between yeah. the lines yeah. is, is to c- connect with her mum yes. yes. she sort totally. of gets becomes an adult maturity wise and is like well yeah. if my mum's not going to connect with me I'll connect with her yeah, totally. mm. and then find some drag queens through mm. n- notes that her auntie had left behind oh, yeah. that run a Dolly Parton Things, tri- a yeah, tribute it's like no, a real yeah. southern and she goes yeah. and meets them and Learns from a gay, black drag queen how to successfully compete in a um, beauty pageant. It's camp. There's drag queens. <laughs> there's Jennifer Anderson. There's women don't conform What more do you natural- want? <laughs> what did you boys think? Yeah.
3: I absolutely loved it. Yeah. There were points where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah, I like, cried constantly. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah. just like such Aww. a feel-good film and yeah. it was just produced really, really It was well. real yeah. wholesome content. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think I'm the demographic
1: for this kind of film. You're a gay man. Oh, yeah. Jesus.
2: <laughs> my favourite directors are David Lynch and Lars von sure. Trier. Sure. So if it's not six hours long, cut out of chronological order and mm. absolutely excruciating to watch, it's not my kind
1: of <laughs> <laughs> film. No, that's okay. But did, were you in pain watching it? Did you think it was a bad film?
2: No, I think it, it was wholesome. These are the kind of films that people
1: enjoy watching mm.
2: if films don't make me feel like pretentious crap mm. yeah that's just <laughs> what i watch yeah, so you're yeah. like
1: into your more edgy arty. yeah so yeah. like
2: my favorite films are mm. like melancholia sure. do you uh, think so it was a bit sure of like been, teeny for
1: you i'm sure you've been forced to watch chick flicks before how Absolutely. does this rate in your scheme of
2: i don't think it's quite at mean girls level no where i think Some of those films are actually brilliant and they can transcend their genre. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see that this film, especially on Twitter, from some of my friends who are plus sized, Mm, that this film means a lot more to them because they're getting that representation that that is really important Mm, to them. And it's telling a story that's really quite down to earth. It's not like shallow how or whatever. Yeah. No. I still oh, don't understand yeah. no, that movie. Gwyneth no, Paltrow is like plus size, but only one guy. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I can see for certain people, this is a very important. Important film,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like this film breaks a lot of rules for plus size people. In that, generally, when there's a plus mm. size protagonist, which is very rare in itself, yeah. she doesn't end up with the hot guy. She ends no. up with the dorky yeah. guy that she never. She realizes the hot guy was an asshole anyway, and he yeah, was always yeah. going to love the skinny girl. And yeah. that she really turns out liked the dorky guy that she never really noticed before. It's like, no, you can actually fucking end up with the yeah. hot guy. Yeah, that yeah happens. Totally. It's always so to up, that yeah. You. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. He, he, there was never because I was just waiting for that bit where it's like, oh it turns out he's fucking
3: someone else it's like
1: it's fine he can just want to fuck you it's fine
3: I think one of my favorite things is that it wasn't just like one plus size character yeah, no, yeah. I
4: loved the second yeah. one yeah. she and was so, so beautiful
3: it, like her character name is Millie Micklechuk. <laughs> am I, am I yeah, saying yeah, that right yeah. Mikkelchuk yeah I absolutely loved she her she's so like cute. just the greatest oh. character so bubbly so beautiful yeah. like nothing got Christian her down Gow, nothing yeah. got her down but like wasn't judgmental at all yeah. and was like pure don't be me <laughs> yeah. Screw you guys yeah. like
1: yeah I so agree with that like there is several different characters in this movie that are just normal and we shouldn't be saying plus size it's not even plus size it's just like literally normal sized people but they're in a movie and and they're different kinds of normal sized people which is fantastic and I love that you brought her up I I thought she was an incredible character I thought she was brilliantly acted and we're talking about a film which features a girl that doesn't have to change herself like the movie's not about her learning lessons it's about the rest of the world learning lessons and the other film that I thought it connected with was Hairspray which so Maddie who played this character you're talking about played the live. Um, Tracy Turnblad yeah. in the live because yeah. I was watching it going oh my
3: god I, yeah I, I know, know her I know right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah
1: she is I mean the whole cast but oh. those two especially are fucking going places Danielle McDonald who played Dumplin yep. uh, or Willa Dean? Mm-hmm. Willa Dean, what that name. a name! It's so good to say. She is Australian and couldn't mm. get work here, and went to the States and did Patty Cakes, um, which I still haven't watched. Yeah, What's, I haven't heard of that. It's, it's like couple a rapper of years ago. movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. really yeah a rapper movie. Yeah, yeah. Eight and, Mile. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> wow. I also <laughs> love that it had Kathy Najimi in it. Is that, I know. is that
4: the Christian mom? Oh my God, yeah. is she the chick is from
1: Hocus, Hocus, Hocus Pocus? Yes, she's uh, from Hocus Pocus, and she's from. She's not so plus-sized now, but she. Was no. a bigger lady when she yeah. first and was yeah. kind of that character in the night. It was just films. like a very small role. Yeah. It was but it was a small role, but yeah. it was a beautiful little was nod like to a, Kathy oh Najimy. Yeah. Like she fits in. <laughs> also, like, they're just yeah. making this film for gay men. Like yeah. anything with it's Kathy Najimy in it is, yeah. is
4: is. And they had Ginger Minge from Ginger Minge. Was in It yeah. wasn't like a huge role, but like no, she was there, but she was no, cute.
1: but it was it was hmm. a good role. I think the role she played was amazing. Yeah, she was good. It She not feel like you know when often you have like a reality TV. Yeah, a reality TV
3: person inner serious thing you're kind yeah, of like, like oh uh, yeah that's yeah, awkward but no so. she played it really well it was yeah. very real have you guys seen that a bunch of the RuPaul girls have done a remix Jolene. lip sync? that's to right Jolene yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Because it, of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's advertisement for oh. the movie. Yeah, it's really quite good. You should look it up. So out. it's on, I think Netflix
1: released the video yes. clip. So Dolly Parton was one of the producers. She's part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. She's, That's so, she's so cool. Produced. Yeah. I don't think people realize. How old and is Dolly is now? I really love her. She is 72 years old. <laughs> oh. And I think people forget that <laughs> she's an incredibly smart woman. She has a yeah. theme park, Dollywood. She has yeah. a fucking yeah, theme she park? She has a theme park, Dollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like um, with roller coasters? Yeah, a total theme Theme park. She owns the rights to pretty much all of her songs that she's ever performed. Yeah, in. So like amazing. a lot of people mm-hmm. have sold off their, their own rights to their own songs, and produced this and wrote a whole lot of new songs for it yes. and authorized the remix of Jolene yeah. for the RuPaul's uh, girls to do the video clip to. I did, when I watched the video clip, fucking love it. Oh, but yeah. I was like, girls, I this, isn't, watch this isn't a lip sync battle. You should know They're the lyric I know, right? I know. Baby, did they Valentina it? I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come on. Take off on the mask. Also, it's Jolene by Dolly yeah. Who who to, right. to be
4: honest, since watching the movie, I have been listening to a lot more Dolly. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "This is good." I'm getting succumbed. Good, yeah. And Dolly. you're also
1: getting into your
4: queer icons. Hi. Yes. yeah. Well, my or favorite, my icon. favorite drag queen is, I think, based off Dolly Parton, Trixie. Like, oh yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. Well, her, like, her I mean, aesthetic. she's very Absolutely. aesthetic. Yeah, like, totally. D- yeah. Oh, she would have been spewing that ching. Oh, t- oh no. I, I didn't even think of that. Mm.
1: But I did like They put ginger Like it was just sort of Like representing
4: Um, Actual real bodies In real life Also side note that new Miley Cyrus song totally reminds me of Jolene. Have you heard it?
1: Well, Nothing Miley worked on like last a, album. With yeah. Did she? Because she yeah, yeah. has she a
3: lot of Dolly vibes. Yeah. Like, yeah. she sounds like her. Dolly is Miley's godmother. That what? About, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, they've done a lot of stuff together previously. Too. Really? Do you, no, no yeah, but that yeah. checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. No, <laughs> really I mean, that cute. makes perfect sense. Because they did southern live, bells. Well, they did a live performance of Jolene. So, it was Dolly, oh. Miley, and then the acapella group, Pentatonix. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to enter the gay archives? Is this going to be- yeah, wow. I feel Without like a, this
1: out. is and I keep going back to Mira's wedding yeah. because when you look at Mira's wedding it's not a there's nothing gay it's about not, it no. yeah.
4: um, it's got Abba in it but Abba yeah. wasn't even gay until Priscilla came along I mean sure it was thought
1: of I'm by kidding. the I know, I, know that much. <laughs>
4: um, I mean I really liked it but I didn't like even though they're drag queens, I didn't really particularly think of it as. This I is just gay just no, but that's what I'm saying. No. It's not a gay yeah. film, but there's I lots of gay.
1: There's lots of films that are gay. F- Cabaret, yeah, yeah. for example, Sound of Music. Yeah. There's lots of oh films God. that are. It's just like haven't got gay. It's <laughs> campy yeah. and it's fun. And watch like, all of these one day, and we connect it's, to it. it there's yeah. also something about that relationship with her mother that I think a lot of gay yes. people probably. Yeah. Maybe not as bad as that not. relationship, but have that feeling of like, oh, I want to connect with you, but I don't yeah. know how, kind of thing, you know, yeah. and trying to adjust your life to connect with. you Maybe I think the thing about a lot of these gay like queer
2: films is they have like a subversive mm. element to them Yeah, they've got a little bit of bite in
4: their humour okay. and the yeah, things that's that fair they're enough. Presenting. I mean I did think
1: that we were going to get a bit of a dark sort of at the third quarter oh, of the film oh yeah with her
4: mum would come in and it would be well, like
1: well no I thought it'd be more like that happy face she had yeah. Yeah. And oh, wasn't it's, actually, it's it was covering yeah, 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 some yeah. really dark feelings or something like yeah. that but mm. then again it is also but you want to be true to a book and the book was a young adult novel mm. one, which I haven't read yet I've ordered yeah. it I'm so excited oh you have and also I can read a young young adult novel that's easy
4: yeah. yeah. yay <laughs> super cute Thanks again to all our beautiful Revolters. We hope to
3: see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> at our live show. Yes. Well, don't forget to buy tickets to our live show, which is on the 3rd of February at Evie's Disco Diner. Please buy your tickets at midsummer.org.au. I get there <laughs> early because uh, we're going to be there early there, having, so, having a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make friends with those.
2: If you're looking for those links or if you're looking to connect with the community, with the like, Revolters, like we've been talking oh. about, join our Facebook like group. Just search The Gaze at Revolting on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at
1: Gays Revolting or on Instagram
2: at Gays Revolting
1: Pod. And uh, make sure you tune in for our next episode because it will be our last one while we take oh. a, a very teeny tiny little Christmas New Year's break. It'll be yeah, our, yes. our special Christmas episode. Yeah, our special yeah. Chris- Oh my God, we're we doing a RuPaul Christmas special. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay,
4: well, sounds super scripted. Yeah. <laughs> as long
1: as Eureka's not here.
4: Oh. See you next week, bitches. Bye. Bye. Bye.